You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 63. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Have you mastered your sales system? Do you even have a sales system? That's probably a better question. In other words, do you have a step-by-step process for turning your prospects into clients? And as a result, do you close 90% or more of the people that you meet with? Well, most likely, you don't. (laughs) If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for each stage of their pipeline. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because They've never really looked at a stepwise approach for knowing and using the tools and techniques that they need to in order to master their sales system. In other words, they're leaving their sales system up to chance because they're, well, they're winging it. And winging it doesn't work. So what do you do? Well, you have two choices. Keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn how to master your sales system. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to master your sales system. So if you're ready for a a stepwise approach to using and learning tools and techniques to help you help other people with your products and services, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to master your sales system? Well, because as the saying goes, people don't want to be sold, but they love to buy. And I believe that's true. In addition, people will buy all day long if they understand, quote, why they should buy, unquote. So why should they buy? Well, they should buy because they understand what you understand. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today. Because I want you to understand that when you have mastered your sales system, you're not really selling anything, (laughs) but instead you're helping people understand why they should buy your products and services because they understand what you understand, that they have a challenge and you have a solution or solutions. And those solutions are your products and services. So what we're going to do today is three things in this podcast. First, understanding your sales system, so that you're aware of what you're doing, what you're not doing. Second, the top tools and techniques to build your sales system so that you can help more people to want to buy. And third, understanding the next level so that you know what to do when you're ready to succeed. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you some questions. What would your business be like if you knew exactly what to do to help people to want to buy? Would you feel more energized? Would you feel more empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Understanding your sales system. Most advisors and agents at some point in their careers are winging it when it comes to their sales process. Think back to when you were a rookie. Did you know what to say to set appointments? Did you have a script? 
You probably did. But when you got an objection, did you have a process to overcome that objection? And if so, did that work each and every time? <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story about when I was a rookie. When I was a rookie, and that was a long time ago, 30 years ago in 1993, I was a 26-year-old brand new registered investment advisor. When I first started out, I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't even know I didn't know it. And it's the first law of learning. It's called unconscious incompetence. Maybe you were the same way. In other words, you don't even know what the challenges are, much less the solutions. And that's why I'd like to do a, a quick quiz, a 10-question quiz to see, really, if you know what your challenges are with your sales system. So let's jump into the quiz and see how you do. The Advisor Solutions Sales Systems Quiz. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Each question is a closed-ended question. So it's going to have a yes-no response. It'll be easy. And there are so many things that I could go over, but I just narrowed it down to 10 questions. And there are no maybes. It's a yes or no. So keep score. And I'll explain why after the quiz. So let's jump into the first question. Question number one. Do you know exactly what to say to a brand new prospect the minute they answer the phone to help them know who you are, what you want, what's in it for them, and what they should do next? Yes or no? Question number two. Do you know exactly what to say to a brand new prospect when they say, I'm busy, in order to uncover the real reason they don't want to meet with you? Yes or no? Question number three. Do you know exactly what to say to a brand new prospect when they say, I have an advisor, in order to turn that conversation around to set an appointment? Yes or no? Question number four. During the initial appointment, the first appointment, do you have a series of questions mapped out to uncover the prospect's situation, their problems, the implication of not fixing their problems, and a way for them to tell you the value of your solutions? Yes or no? Question number five. During the first appointment, do you have a step-by-step -step process to let the prospect know that you are listening to them? Yes or no? Question number six. During the first appointment, do you have a way to summarize all of the new prospect's answers to help them want to meet with you? Yes or no? Question number seven. During the second appointment or the closing appointment, do you have a step-by-step -step psychological process for the entire meeting that helps the prospect want to buy? Yes or no? Question number eight. During the second appointment or the closing appointment, do you have questions that you've practiced to help the prospect want your recommendations before you've even showed them the recommendations? Yes or no? Question number nine. If you close the prospect and turn them into a client, do you have a process for getting referrals that actually works? Yes or no? In question 10, if you did not close the prospect, do you have a process for getting back in front of them that actually works? Yes or no? Understanding the Advisor Solutions Sales Quiz. Now that you've heard the questions and hopefully took the quiz, what does it all mean? Well, at this point, it's important to understand 
how you score yourself. How many no's did you have? Did you have seven, eight, nine, or ten no's? Think of it this way. The more no's that you had in that quiz, the less sales system that you actually have. In other words, if the majority of the answers that you had were no's, six or more, that means that you're winging it. And when it comes to your pipeline, you don't want to wing it because, again, winging it doesn't work. So what are the tools and techniques to help you build a better sales system? Well, that is what we're going to talk about next. The top tools and techniques to build your sales system. Now, before we jump into the specific tools and techniques you need to do in order to build your sales system, it's important to understand what the sales cycle and the pipeline actually looks like. You see, in episode 15, Building Your New Business Strategy List, I explained that, that the pipeline really has four stages. Stage one, the initial contact. Stage two, the first appointment. Stage three, the second appointment or closing appointment. And stage four, referrals. Or, if you didn't close, setting an appointment with that prospect to get in front of them again. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at about two or three tools and techniques or techniques for each of the four stages. We really don't have time to go over all the possible tools and techniques. And in fact, one of the hardest things for me to do as a podcaster, as I'm recording these podcasts, is to go over everything with you in 30 minutes or so. But what I would like to do is help you to understand the most important tools and techniques for each stage. So let's jump into stage one initial contact. Stage one, the initial contact. You see, making the initial contact is, is easy if you have the right tools and techniques. But if you don't, it's not easy at all. In fact, you're kind of wasting your time because you're constantly pushing people away instead of pulling them in. And that's why you need to know what to do right from the very start. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you three techniques. Number one, framing the conversation. Number two, the smokescreen technique. And number three, the objection resolution model. And the reason that I'm going to show you those three is because, well, those are the three most important to really start setting appointments. So let's take a look at, at each one of these a little more in depth so that you understand what they are. First one, framing the conversation. Framing the conversation is really, it's what you say in the first 60 to 90 seconds. <laughs> the reason you have to know what to say is because when you're calling someone brand new, they need to know a little bit about you, who you are, why you're calling, and really what's in it for them as well as what they want to do. In fact, it really answers those four things when you have the right framing of the conversation. Here are the four steps. Number one, intro, who you are and where you're from. Number two, the reason for your call. They need to know why you're calling, so get to the point. Number three, three benefits. In other words, they need to know what's in it for them. And number four, close. They need to know what to do. So think of it this way. In the first 30 to 90 seconds, you need to be able to cover all of that. And let me show you how. I'll do a quick role play. 
This is what it would sound like if I was calling a business owner. It would sound like this. Hi, is Joe there? Yep, this is him. Hey, Joe, this is Dan Finley with Investor Solutions here in Minneapolis. Hey, the reason for my call is I, for the last 30 years, I've been working with business owners just like you. And the reason for my call is I'd like to get together with you to show you how I help my business owner clients reduce their taxes, have more money in retirement, and make sure their family's taken care of if anything were to happen to them. Do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4 so we can get together and I can show you how I help my clients? Which one's better for you? Now, at this point, we need to move to the second technique, the smokescreen technique. See, once you did that process, framing the conversation, you're probably going to hear an objection, and it's probably going to be a, an objection that's not the truth. In other words, they're going to blow a little smoke. They're going to say things like, I'm busy. Call me next week. Send me some information. None of which are true. They might be kind of busy, but if they really wanted to talk to you, they would. In fact, when I was a rookie, I thought that all of those were true. And so I'd say things like, well, when would be a better time for me to give you a call? Or I'd say, well, can I send you some information? And I would. I would send the information and I'd call back and they'd say they didn't get it. And then they'd say, why don't you send it again? And I would. And the next week I would call back and they'd say, yeah, I did get it, but I'm not interested. Click. By now, there's there's no way that I would do the exact same thing if I was starting out or if I were a veteran starting to prospect again. Instead, I'd do the smokescreen technique, and it's a simple technique to help you to find the real objection. Here's how it works. You basically have three steps. Empathy acknowledgement and or acknowledgement, open-ended question, closed-ended question. So here's how it would sound if the business owner came back and said, I'm busy. It would be like this. Thanks for the call and everything, but I'm busy. I completely understand. It's a busy time of the year. Hey, in addition to being busy, what else is holding you back from getting together? I don't know. I, I mean, I have an advisor. Is there anything else? No. Pause. So really what I'm doing here is I'm trying to find the real objection. And that moves us to technique number three the objection resolution model. If you've done the previous technique, the smokescreen technique, you probably have found the real objection. That's good. But what do you do when you find the real objection? Well, what you do is the objection resolution model. And it's a four-step process. These four steps, empathy acknowledgement, best question, three benefits, and close. Here's how it sounds if we pick up that conversation from where we left off, where this person, this business owner, has an advisor. Now, I, I have an advisor, so I'm all set. I completely understand. Hey, in fact, everybody I've ever worked with had an advisor when I first met them. But I'm kind of curious. If there was one thing you could change about your relationship with your current advisor, if you could change anything, what would it be? I don't know. I never really hear from her. Well, that's exactly why I want to get together with you. You see, I have a client servicing system where my clients know when we're going to get together, what we're going to talk about, and what to do in between meetings. Do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4 so I can show you the client servicing system? Which one's better for you? And that's the process. Now, it's important to remember that these are just three tools for stage one, the initial contact. I've got a lot more, but we don't have time to go over all of them. 
So let's move on to stage two. Stage two, the first appointment. Having a great first appointment is not about you at all. It's about them. And that's where most of the advisors and agents that I've worked with over the years have gone wrong. They think it's about meeting them and telling them all about themselves. And they go into this meeting eager to to do the corporate commercial, that's what I call it anyway, to talk about their company, or worse yet, to talk about themselves. And that's not what the prospect wants. Instead, what they want is to know that you can help them. And what they want is to know that they have challenges because you've helped them understand the challenges, and what they want are the solutions. And so how do we do this? We do this with great questions to find the need and fill it. In addition, we need to be able to to help them understand that you understand. You understand them. And the way that we do that is by letting them know that you're listening. And finally, we need to summarize everything that you've heard so that they can understand that they have challenges and you have solutions. In other words, they can't wait to see you again. They can't wait to hear your recommendations. And that's why you need to know how to connect with them. And there are three techniques that are going to help you do this. Number one, spin selling. Number two, the filler formula. Number three, the spin selling summary. So let's take an in-depth look at all three of these so you get it, so you have a great first appointment. Let's take a look at spin selling. You see, after the initial small talk, when you're sitting down with this person, you need to know about them. You need to transition the conversation to what's important to them. And herein lies the challenge that most most people have. They jump into the company commercial. That's really not important. (laughs) But the questions that you have for them are important because if you know how to ask the right types of questions, you can find the need and fill it. In other words, you not only uncover their situation, but you uncover their challenges, the implication of not fixing their challenges, and most importantly, you uncover the value of them getting the solutions. And all of this is really what's called spin selling. Let me explain what I mean. Spin selling is an acronym, or spin is an acronym, for situational-based questions, those uncover facts, problem-based questions, which uncover problems, implication-based questions that uncover the implication of not fixing the problem, and needs payoff questions, which ironically uncover the value of your solutions. Now, it's important to understand that in order to get really good at this spin selling, you need to understand what I call the spin selling precursors. And that's the word or words that you memorize to convert questions into a problem-based question, implication-based question, or a needs payoff question. Think of it this way. Situational-based questions uncover facts, and those are super easy, like how old are you? Are you married? Do you have insurance? And so on. And the list goes on and on. But if we want to get to the heart of their challenges, and you're hearing the situation, you need to be able to jump into a problem-based question, which is basically like this. What concerns you most about, and then insert the situation. So, If you're asking questions to find out about them, the situation, and you're hearing a problem like, well, they don't really have a financial plan. They've got investments. They've got an old 401k. They left that that job 10 years ago, but they don't know how it's doing. You're hearing problems. Hey, what concerns you most about not knowing if you're taking too much risk in a bear market 
with a 401k that you've had at an old company for 10 years that you don't work at anymore. They're going to start to tell you the problems. Implication-based questions. Well, what do you think would happen if, insert problem, what do you think would happen if the market pulls back again? Do you think you're going to lose more money? Oh, yeah, I probably will. Needs payoff question. How would it benefit you most? If we did a financial plan to see how much risk you're taking, how much money you'll have in retirement, or could have, and what kind of income stream you'll have when you do retire. You see, I've got 12 variations of ways to ask these precursors. It's all on this Advisor Solutions spin-selling precursor cheat sheet. And when you memorize that, you'll absolutely have a great appointment. So let's go to the second technique, the filler formula. It's one thing to ask questions, but it's another thing to let them know that you heard them. And here's how you do it. By using fillers. And think of it this way. If you can let them know that you heard what they had to say, then they're more apt to open up to you. And that's why I created what I call the filler formula. It's just a formula. It's question, answer, filler. So think of it this way. There are five fillers. Let me go over those five fillers. The first one is acknowledgement. So how old are you? 58. Okay. Are you married? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I've been married for 25 years. Oh, great. The second one is stories. So do you have a financial plan? No, uh-uh. You know, it actually reminds me of a client who, when I sat down with him, he was your age, 58. He didn't have a plan either. But what we did is we put together a plan and he knew exactly what he'd need in retirement. See, by sprinkling in a little story, you make a connection. You let them know you heard them. Number three, quotes. So what do you think about the market? Well, I don't think it's doing very well, and I know it's pulled back, and I've lost money. What do you think is going to happen if it pulls back again? Well, I'm probably going to lose money. Well, you know what Einstein said about you know, the definition of insanity? He's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I just threw in a quote. Number four, curiosity statement. That's interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. Why do you think you're going to lose money again? And they will open up. And number five, empathetic listening. There's four forms of empathetic listening. And once you learn this empathetic listening, how to either mimic, that's not a good one, rephrase what you heard, or number three is telling them the feeling that you heard, and number four, rephrasing and feeling. When you do this, you'll really make a connection quickly. Let's go to technique number three for stage two, the spin selling summary. So if you've been using spin selling and you've covered their situation and their problems and hopefully the implication of not fixing their problems and you put it all together, it's important to kind of summarize everything. And so I created this thing called the spin selling summary. Think of it this way. Every time you ask a question, you could write down the answer. And if you took a piece of paper and you wrote down one, two, three on this piece of paper, and you wrote down all the answers for the situation, you could summarize at the end by saying, so let me summarize everything I heard. You're 58 years old. You're married. You have two grown kids, six grandchildren. Congratulations. And you came in here today because you really don't have a plan to retire or to be able to retire. But you've got an old 401k and you don't know how it's doing. 
Is that right? And they're going to agree and say yes. Then you go into the problems. The biggest concern that I'm hearing today is that you don't have a plan, and also you don't know how much income you're going to have or need, and you don't know what's going to happen if anything happens to you. Exactly. Then you go into implication-based answers. And it sounds like to me that if you go into retirement and you need a job, it's going to be difficult to find a six-figure job at 65 in your industry because they're not hiring like that. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So what we've just done right there is we've summarized all of the situation, problems, and implication of not fixing the problems. All we need to do is jump into one needs payoff question like, how would it help you most if we and insert the solutions? If we did a financial plan to show you how much you'll need in retirement, what kind of income stream you'll have in retirement, and what happens if you never make it to retirement. And they're going to say, well, that's exactly what I need. And you agree with them. That's exactly what we'll do. Hey, do you have time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4 so we can go over your plan? Which one's better for you? And if you do that, that stage two, the first appointment, will always turn into stage three. And that's what you want. Stage three, the second appointment. So having a great second appointment is all about them wanting to buy, even before you show them any recommendations. I know it sounds strange, but if you do this effectively, if you use the tools that I'm about to show you, two tools that I will show you right now, they're going to want to buy. These tools are, number one, the second appointment worksheet template, and number two, the question path exercise. Now, think of these two tools as taking a telescope and a microscope to your closing appointment. Let me explain what I mean. The telescope is actually the second appointment worksheet template, and the microscope is the question path exercise. Let's take a look at each one of these. Tool number one, the second appointment worksheet. So years ago, I decided I'd create a formula for the closing appointment. Typically, I would do what most advisors and agents do and simply start off with some small talk and then say, well, let me show you what I put together for you. Then I would tell them what I put together, all the recommendations. I'd ask for the order, get an objection, and I'd hear, let me think about it. Let me go home and talk to my spouse. Or, uh, it seems expensive, which I didn't really have a way to get through those objections. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I would close, but the scenario that I just explained would happen a lot. So what I did is I sat down one day and I mapped out a, a psychological process. It's what I call the psychology of closing the second appointment. <laughs> I've mapped out a step-by-step -step process to make sure that I help the prospect buy. And I've taught this to hundreds of people since 2004, and it works. In fact, one client closed 20 out of 21 people in a row using this. So let me show you the steps for this. Step one, small talk. What it does is it drops their anxiety. Step two, summary. If I summarize everything that we're going to talk about today, it drops their anxiety. Notice the pattern here? Step three, the prospects, questions, comments, concerns. And really what I'm trying to do right here is to uncover their pre-objection. So they got in the car and they thought, if she tells me to sell out of XYZ stock, I'm not doing it. If he tells me that I should buy an annuity, I'm not doing it. And so on. They have an objection. They just didn't tell you yet. But this is where you find it out. 
Step four, the current portfolio. It creates credibility. Step five, and this is the heart of it, the advisor's questions, comments, concerns. Because if I have the right questions and I can pull this all together, I can help them to want to buy even before we go to step six, which step six are the recommendations. So they know exactly what you're recommending. And step seven, the objection. That's if there still is a doubt in their mind, but better safe than sorry. Step eight, the objection resolution model. I went over that earlier, but it's a way to handle the objection. And step nine is the close. This process is taking them step-by-step step down a path to help them understand why they need to buy. And you're not selling anything. You're helping them buy. But let's take a look at the second tool. Tool number two, question path, or the microscope to the meeting. Now, this tool is a little harder to explain in a podcast because you might lose something in the translation, but it's taking a microscope to the meeting. It's step number five that I just mentioned. It's your questions, comments, concerns. So the question path exercise is designed to craft your questions to take them down that path, the question path, to understand what you understand, which are the, going to be the recommendations. Here's how it works. So step one, take a blank piece of paper and put your title in it, the question path exercise. Have a subtitle, which is your, the name of your product or service that you're going to recommend, variable annuity. Now, you're not going to show them this, but instead what you're going to do is take this and basically use it to map out your questions and your conversation. Step three, make a vertical line in the middle of the page. So now you've got two columns. Step four, title the left column questions and the right column benefits. Step five, make two horizontal lines right across the page, and now you have six boxes. Step six, Label the three on the left and the column side, one, two, three. Those boxes, one, two, three. And do the same thing on the right. Step seven. So step seven is really about filling in the benefits, the three benefits. Now, here are some examples. Through, let's say we did a variable annuity. The first benefit might be tax deferral. The second, unlimited contributions. And the third, guaranteed income stream. Step eight. Now it's time to figure out the questions. So we go to the question box one, and we start off with what I call a barometer question. Let's just get a, a feel for how hot or cold they are for the first benefit. So we're going to ask a, a closed-ended question, like, do you want to have to pay taxes on this money as it grows? And we could set the stage by saying, I've got a couple of questions, I've got a couple of comments, and I've got one major concern, even if we never do anything. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And they'll say, yeah, that's fine. Hey, do you want to pay taxes on this money as it grows? And they'll probably say, no, I don't. And you do a little filler, I wouldn't either. And now you're making a connection. You ask your next question. How would it benefit you most? Notice that's a needs payoff question. How would it benefit you most if you didn't pay taxes until you take the money out? And they're going to tell you the value of that benefit. Well, I'd probably have more money in there because there was more money to grow because I wasn't paying taxes. And what you do at this point is you reiterate the first benefit. I agree. And so what, what I'm hearing is we want to make sure whatever we do, it's, you have what's called tax deferral. That's what you want, right? You're not paying taxes as it grows? Yeah, that's what I want. Do that for each of the three questions in the question box and 
do that each time. Were you doing a closed-ended question, then an open-ended question? That was step nine. Step 10 is really putting it all together at the very end where you map out your closing question, where you're trying to close. And it sounds like this. Well, you really have two choices. You could keep doing what you're doing. You're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could get tax deferral, unlimited contributions, and guaranteed income stream for life. Of those two strategies, which one do you think is better for you to hit your goals? They're going to say, well, the latter. I need a strategy that can do all of that. Well, that's exactly what I put together for you. Let me show you what I mean. Now, this process has been used by rookies, by veterans. In fact, I recently had one of my veteran top producers, huge client, close a $300 million account using this process. $300 million. That's how it works. And it works very well. Let's go to stage four. Stage four, getting referrals or getting in front of the prospect again if you didn't close. If you've done everything the way that I've shown you in this podcast, that prospect is probably closed, most likely. You close the prospect, and now they're a client. But in stage four, we actually are going to look at two scenarios. Either you close them or you didn't. There's no in-between. And what we want to do is we want to have a technique for each of them. The first technique is if you close them. At this point, you want to get a referral. So right here is the client-centered referral dialogue, getting them to give you a referral. Now, there's only two reasons that they're going to give you a referral. One, they want to help you grow your business. That's not really what they care about. Or two, somebody they love and care about. The referral dialogue has to be about them because that's the most important thing for them is somebody that they love and care about. So it has to be a way to have a dialogue. So you're having a conversation and you're asking questions such as, so before we go, I've just got a quick question for you or a couple of questions. Has this been helpful? And they're going to answer. And you do a filler. Yeah, it's, it's really been helpful because uh, I know exactly what we're going to do now and I've got a plan. I know how much I'm probably going to have in retirement. Then you go into your next question. How has it helped you most? And the reason we do that is to get them to tell us the biggest benefit. Well, it's really helped me to understand that I'm running out of time, but I'm not going to run out of money. I think you're absolutely right. How do you feel about that? Feel great about that. Then we go into the final question. Who would you like to help feel great because they aren't concerned? They've got a plan to help them get to retirement. Some people want to help their parents their adult children, their siblings, their best friend. You know, you mentioned that you went to Ireland with your best friend last summer. Do you think you'd want to help him? And right there, you've got a process for getting referrals. Here's the second possible thing that could have happened. You didn't close in stage three, and now you're in stage four. And in this case, you've got to do the first appointment process. In other words, you go back to framing the conversation, the smokescreen technique, and the objection resolution model. Here's the thing. If you master stage four, you'll either get in front of new referrals on a consistent basis, which adds to the pipeline, or you'll get back in front of those people that you didn't close. But either way, it's going to help you to get to the next level. 
The next level. So I said that we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding your sales system. Check. We did that. Second, the top tools and techniques to build your sales system. Check. We did that too. Now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the next level. You see, the next level is where you want to be. And as you probably guessed by now, that if if you didn't do well on that sales quiz, you need help getting to the next level and you need help with your sales system. <laughs> and you don't need to reinvent the wheel. In fact, I've, as I've said, I've been doing this for 30 years and I've been coaching since 2004. And as a result, you just have to learn from my experience and the experience of other people. And what we've really done right now is we've just scratched the surface on the tools and techniques that you could use in your sales system. The only real question now is, are you ready for the next step? So what is the next step? Well, I say this quite often in these podcasts, but I mean it. The next step is simple. It takes about 30 seconds. It's probably the most important step you're ever going to do in your business. And here's why. You could either disregard everything you heard in this podcast and go back to doing what you're doing and nothing will change. That's a wrong step in the wrong direction. Or you could take less than 30 seconds to take a step in the right direction. And here's how. Email me. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com and just write, let's talk in the subject line. And I'll email you. We'll set up a time to talk and we'll talk about your challenges and create your sales system. It's that simple. And this is absolutely the right step in the right direction because if you do, you're going to get the connections, camaraderie, and ancillary learning that you've always needed. Also, you'll finally be able to have the solutions to help you get to the next level and create your sales system. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.